0: I'm Rachel Montaliani and welcome to Kiddypedia the podcast. I'm not an expert however I do speak with them with the view of providing you with expert information and advice to help you be the best parent that you can be. Together let's give children the life they deserve and a positive future. Hello and welcome. Well today I'd love to share some personal insight with you the whole reason that Kitty Pitty exists is because one day it dawned on me, when it's my turn to be a parent, where do I go for information and support? Like, where do you even start? And I thought to myself, am I even capable of being a parent? I clearly and distinctly remember just that moment. And I felt like a, a wash of fear that sort of ran over me. Um, but looking back retrospectively at that defining moment in my life, I, I, I understand now that all I was intending and just really wanted was to be the best parent that I could be. So, you know, looking at you and whatever your personal road to parent, parenthood is, I think everybody experiences similar feelings at one point or another, Now, really, realistically, who doesn't want to be the best parent that you you can be? And of course, give your child the best life possible. So if you're a dad, a dad-to-be and thinking uh, of starting a family and have possibly felt and thought similar feelings before, then you're in the right place. Now, today we welcome our special guest, Dr. Zinarkis, who will share tips how you can prepare your parenting mindset. Now Dr Sinarcus aka Dr Z is a medical doctor author of eight books and a transformologist. I love that word transformologist and I can't wait to pick your brain on this. <laughs> no Dr Scott helps proactive people to be happier, more confident, uh, decisive, and effective so they can activate to their fullest potential and become the person and parent that they are capable of being. And realistically, who doesn't want that? So um, thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Zed, and welcome. How are you?
1: Great. Thank you very much. Wonderful, Rachel. Thank you. And the reason people call me Dr. Zed uh, is because no-one can pronounce my surname. It's a and but don't worry if you can't pronounce it. Just call me Dr Z. I'm very happy. I've been called a lot worse in my time, so don't worry about it all.
0: <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> Well, this is our first chat with you, so welcome. Now, I understand that you specialize in helping work-at-home fathers, which there are so many now, of course, um, with what we've gone through with COVID over the last 12 months, but you help them build their self-esteem and self-belief so they have the confidence and the courage to live a life that is true to themselves. Now, on that uh, philosophy, I'd love to just delve into that a little bit more and just would love for you maybe just to expand a little bit on that philosophy and just maybe just tell us a little bit more about it
1: <laughs> absolutely yes look I, i've been a work at home dad for 20 years and in fact today is actually very quite uh, a, a momentous day for for me personally anyway it's my daughter's 18th birthday right here right now today on this very day um right. so it was actually 18 years ago that i became a a, a father for the very first time
0: congratulations so, yeah,
1: uh, great uh, great day for us um so yeah, so look i've been working at home for for 20 years uh from a home office and this is my home office here i um i've obviously grown my my business over time and i have staff around the world that work in their own home office so when covid hit last year uh, nothing really changed for how we um for how we worked and operated i mean obviously without the internet we kind of don't have a business so uh <laughs> the, the internet helped us uh, immensely but i i understood uh, going through the, the 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 growing pains you know 20 15 years ago of, of of work of suddenly working from home after being working in the hospital system for you know uh, 10 15 years as well uh it is a big mind shift uh change that has to that has to happen and and so i decided you know part of my experience of of uh, of life and work, all or, or put it together. I, I kind of wanted to help, I want to help everyone, but I wanted to sort of specialize in and work at home fathers who were probably quite, you know, thrown into the uh, deep end, so to speak, uh, having to work at home when COVID hit. And then suddenly uh, they've got their family, if they've got a family, uh, uh, the, the irritations the distractions the uh inability to uh focus on your work i mean all those sorts of things uh come into play which probably women over or mothers over the time they probably well used to anyway <laughs> um, yeah. but i think it's the, i think it's the fathers that uh really needed to to, to get their mindset right I, I think otherwise you know that frustration can can boil over especially if you're living in the same place with everyone over an extended period mm-hmm. of time. It can lead to uh, a very frustrating moments. I uh, so as yes, well. so I wanted to, to help in that. Uh, I, I, I say I specialise in, in working on fathers, uh, but I, I specialise in anyone who I call who are aspirational, who want to become the person that they're capable of becoming. And uh, I do that in, in, in three main ways. I, I lift what I say. I lift the mind fog, so that you've got clarity of, of the direction you want to go and the confidence to then walk down that path that you see ahead. Because you may well see the path ahead, uh, but if you don't have the confidence to actually walk that path, then you're not going to walk it. And as you, you yourself would know, um, you probably had this vision of starting Kiddypedia, but there was, there was probably a, an initial, oh, my goodness, what do I do? How do I do it? And I, I helped still have that. The, Well, I think we all do, don't we? It's a work in progress, isn't it? Um, And as you
0: go,
1: but you get better at it. That's the point. Yeah. And this is my this is also my point about parenting is that you're never really ready to have a uh, to be a parent. I don't think everyone is ever one hundred percent ready. But it's a work in progress, and you learn from your mistakes. You learn as you go, and if you've got the right attitude to begin with, which like yourself you just want to be the best parent you can for the benefit of your children if you start with that then from good things grow it's uh so if you have a bad attitude to start with like you don't care about your kids or you don't care about your part or you don't care about anything well from that bad things grow yes okay so it all starts with attitude attitude is the first cause in this instance. It's it's from it, everything else, everything else that's good comes from a good attitude. And so that starts with mindset and it starts with uh, understanding that you're not going to be perfect to start with. And to, to think that you can be perfect, I think, is actually borders on having a bad attitude. Actually, perfectionism gets in the way of being a good parent yeah, and if you don't mind, I'd like to tell a story, uh, which is not about parenting, but it's about having that mindset, what, what I call the ninety percent is good enough mindset. And in the seventies, the uh, U.S. sprint Olympic team, uh, the, the coaches decided to do an experiment. So they got the you know the, the best sprinters in the country, and they were timing them, and they said, right, I want you to give me one hundred and ten percent. And so the sprinters got up there and starting blocks, ready, set, go, bang, bang, and they took the times. Coaches took the times, said, very well done. And then they got them back to the starting line and they said, look, now I just want you to give me 90% effort, not 110% effort, just 90% effort. And ready, set, go, bang, click, they went and they spr- and they took the time. For it. And guess what the results were? Would you like to have a guess at what the results that they showed?
0: The same well know.
1: actually actually the when they did the uh, got the final results the 90% effort was faster than giving 110%. How so? Well they did, what they found out is that when you try to do 110% all the time you're filled with worry and anxiety and external pressures you put pressure on yourself but when you when you give yourself permission to only do 90% all those anxieties and worries go away And you actually perform better. You actually perform, uh, you're actually more productive. So you can use this in in, in your day-to-day work and your career and the job that you do. 90% will release a lot of the stress, a lot of the worry, and you will actually find yourself being more productive because you're not always aiming to be perfect.
0: Okay, So what I'm so, hearing, tell me if this is right. So we, we, we put undue pressure and stress on ourselves, which in turn actually makes our lives harder than they need to be. So it's a concept of work smarter, not harder uh, and applying the right mindset to, to take some pressure off ourselves and in turn your output in life in general um, is going to be greater quality and you'll be able to sort of, I guess, sort of push to, to greater capacity overall. I don't know. Is, uh, it, is, yeah,
1: that, is that what I'm hearing? You, I, I think you've, you've summarised that brilliantly. It, it is exactly oh, that. thank you. Uh, and <laughs> uh, I, I, I give a lot of workshops, uh, well, up until last year it was around the country. <laughs> I kind of uh, have had to stick here uh, in South Australia uh, for the time being. Uh, but hopefully this year I'll start getting more uh, out to Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane again. Uh, but I give, I give workshops on uh, how to increase your personal professional effectiveness. Mm. And... Part of your personal effectiveness is parenting effectiveness as well. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, I, I, I give the ninety percent um, mindset uh, talk to uh, d- during my workshops, and, and I go into a lot more detail than than, than we've got the time for here. But uh, it's important to realise the pressures that we put on ourselves, and and part of that pressure is trying to be the perfect parent. And I and I really think. That is, uh, it's, first of all, it's unrealistic. I don't think there's anyone ever in the history of mankind, humankind, uh, have, has been a perfect parent. And even if you did everything by the book, uh, your kids will still find something wrong <laughs> uh, with you anyway in your parenting. School. So uh, it, it's not about being perfect. It's about having the mindset that you can learn from your mistakes and having the mindset that you're you are a work in process, uh, progress, just like your children growing up are a work in progress, progress. as well.
0: And, um, and so, yeah. so, so then speaking about mindset, I mean, what have you found are some of the most common self-belief issues that you find men have and you actually help them overcome?
1: Uh, well, the, 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 the biggest uh, the mindset issue is fear. Sure. Uh, and then that goes within in mm. any aspect of life, not just parenting, but but in uh, in anything. It's 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 fear of failure, fear of not being good enough, fear of not knowing what to do or how to do things. Uh, fear of uh, but but fear of failure, uh, I, I think, is is one of the biggest uh, mindset issues that we almost overcome. And uh, I, I think getting back to what we just said about perfectionism if uh, having that 90% mentality of saying 90% is good enough and I will learn from my mistakes so I will get better, that fear of failure actually diminishes just from that simple uh, technique uh, uh, alone because you're not putting your pressure on yourself to be 100% correct every single moment of the day, which no human being can be. So to have that unrealistic expectation of yourself um, put, uh, builds with, with the, the fear of not being good enough or not being able to uh, 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 to live to your own expectations mm. of, of being that perfect parent.
0: So typically, I mean, what are some examples that you can give us then of how someone can make a positive difference to their life through positive action then? What what are some examples of that possibly?
1: Well, first of all, you've got to get your mindset right. Uh, everything starts with mindset. Everything starts with attitude. And I, know, I love Zig Ziglar. I don't know if you've heard of Zig Ziglar, but he uh, he was a, a, quite a famous international uh, motivational speaker. Awesome. Yes. And he uh, he said, your attitude, not your aptitude, will determine your altitude. And that means it doesn't matter how good you are or how talented you are. It's your attitude that will get you higher to where you want to go to more than your talents so and that's the same in parenting it's your attitude first so it doesn't matter if you do everything right you you you, you know you might read all the books about parenting and uh have them you know uh you know your your, your child uh, eating all the right food or uh, going to bed at the right time or yes that's good um but it's actually the attitude that you want to be the best parent um, and you don't have to be the perfect parent. I think from that grows um, a more sort of balanced uh, parent uh, parenting style. Um, there are many books out there that will tell you what to do, you know, a, a very regimented um i i but think it starts of,
0: with with perspective doesn't it it starts with what, what what's your starting point what what is your your lens the lens of life that you're actually sort of putting on everything would you say
1: uh, absolutely uh look your, your your attitude is the lens through which you view the world yeah uh, it, it's through I the totally world agree. that you perceive so you um we all view um we all view the world through three main things, through three main factors, and they're actually wired to, into your brain. So I'll give you a bit of a neurology here while we're speaking. <laughs> um, uh, the brain is divided into three main areas: so it's yep. the forebrain, the midbrain, and uh, the hindbrain. Yeah. Now, the forebrain is your most evolved part of your brain. It's 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 where you you your logic, your reasoning. Um, your plans, your analyses, it's what separates the human beings from from, uh, the the rest of the animal kingdom. The midbrain is uh, basically your pleasure and pain centre. It's your emotional centre. That's called the paleomammalian centre, and that's the second most evolved part of the brain. The the least evolved part is right at the back. It's called the reptilian brain. The hindbrain sits right on top of where the skull and the spine meet, uh, that's that's more instincts, you know, uh, the fight and flight response, that sort of that sort of stuff. But we view the world through these three filters. We we view the world through our beliefs and our thoughts. We view the world through our emotions, and we view the world through our natural basic instincts uh, as well. So these are the three filters, and I talk a lot about these uh, in in my books and also in my workshops. Um, but just so just so you know that we. We don't always see what is actually really out there. We see it through filters until it gets to us. And those filters we actually put into place ourselves. Now, one of the filters we use, as I said, is our beliefs and our thoughts. And well, that's also our attitudes. So we view the world through our attitude. So it doesn't get to our perception until it's gone through these filters. It's like, it's like these glasses. We, we, we have to view the world through this before it gets to us. So we, that's why we don't see the world exactly the same as everyone else. Now, when a police officer is um, interviewing witnesses to a crime scene, they will get multiple different versions of this one event because everyone has been viewing that uh, through their, uh, usually it's emotional center when something drastic is happening. So we're all filtering different. Now, if a police officer gets, you know, 15 exactly the same answers, well, he knows it's a setup <laughs> because uh that just doesn't happen. He knows that they've collaborated to to, to give this story. Yeah. So that's that's one example. So yes, so your attitude, uh it, which is part of your forebrain, um is is vital for how you view your world. And and that leads to the next step, which your attitude or your thoughts lead to your behavior. You see. Thought comes first, then emotions, actually, and then behaviour. So how you think is how you act.
0: Yes. And
1: that, especially in parenting, is vital because it's how you think first is how you're going to act
0: towards your child. Yes. Now, you referenced mind fog earlier, and we've all experienced mind fog at one point or another in our life, and most commonly it's always it occurs during times of high stress. And of course, finding out you're going to be a parent can be a quite a stressful time uh, for some dads to be, depending on their circumstance. Um, so, speaking uh, generally, of course, I mean, how would you suggest uh, dads to be find some clarity, some direction, and confidence um, as they approach fatherhood?
1: Yes, excellent question. Look, the, the way I remove the, or help lift the mind fog in people is 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 based on four things. And it's to ask you, yourself have to ask these questions. Who are you? What do you do? Why do you do it? And how do you do it? And all my book, well, all my non-fiction books, by the way, I write fiction, but all my non-fiction books and all my workshops are based on answering or getting clarity on these four things. Who are you? What do you do? Why do you do it? And how do you do it? Who you are uh, as an upcoming father? Okay, you you need to define yourself. It's an identity uh, issue that you because you, you're going from suddenly, especially if it's your first first child, you're suddenly going from a carefree single or in a, in a relationship person who don't really have to worry about anything else uh, except yourself and and your partner, and then suddenly uh, the game changer comes along uh, the uh, the baby and your whole world changes you you live you live in a you literally live in a different world because suddenly you uh have responsibility for another human being that is totally and utterly uh reliant <laughs> yes. upon you yes so who you are changes and it changes it can be a sudden change, or it can be a gradual change. But I think for most of us, yeah, yeah, we think we're already. Yeah, my wife or my partner's having a child. Yeah, 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 yeah. Suddenly, bang, oh my goodness, it's here. Oh, yep. oh, what do I do? I've never, I've never held a baby in my life. For, for a lot of, uh, for especially for a lot of men. Uh, and so suddenly, oh my goodness, I I'm responsible. And not only is it just like a nine to five job, uh, this, this kid is twenty four hours a day. Seven days a week, three hundred sixty-five days of the year, and in fact, I would even say for as long as you are, if you live to one hundred years old, and your and your child is you know, seventy-five uh, or seventy, you are still a parent, <laughs> thinking of that child and worrying about that child for for the, for the rest of your life and the rest of their life. So, it's uh, it's an identity shift. Uh, that first one it is I am now I'm now a, a dad, or I'm now a, a parent, or I'm now a mother uh, for the first time. And that 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 takes some getting used to, uh, but you know there's no time to think about it. You, you just got to do it, don't you? I mean you can't just say, oh well, I'll go away for a nice retreat and think about this and meditate <laughs> on it for a while. <laughs> uh, you've got to uh, you've got to get on it. So so who are you? It uh, gets changed. What do you do? Well that 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 tends to be well I have to. Um, it's 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 all part of the. Uh, it's related to the who who you are, but what you do is also about just the general day-to-day things. Now, obviously, for for a mother, for a new mother and a new father, there are different roles that you have to play. I mean, if you're, I mean, I can't say breastfeeding anymore, can I? I have to say chest feeding uh, or bottle feeding. Uh, The mother tends to take more of the nurturing role, especially in the the first few, few months of life it's not that's not 100% but it is pretty much the general so the father is generally the person on the outside whose main supportive role is to is to help the mother uh, help this child and that is uh, the first uh, sort of initiation i guess of being uh, a father now the, the, there's always people who talk about the three p's of 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 male, maleness or uh, uh, or fatherhood, and that's to be a protector, a provider, and a procreator. And so, as a father, you protect, you protect your family, you protect your child, you provide for them. And procreation is obviously um, parenting, uh, fathering more children uh, with your partner. But the providing, I wanted to, look, to talk a little bit about the, the providing here. Because it's not just about providing a roof over your head and food on the table. There's, you know, Maslow has a hierarchy of needs, uh, which you might be aware of. But I mean, obviously, feeling safe, being safe uh, initially, uh, being fed, getting all your nutrients the baby needs. Yes, okay, that's, that's, we need to provide for that. But there's more, there's more to it uh, than just that. There's also providing the nurture, the care, the kindness the love that's not just the realm of, of of the mother here it's also it's also very much the realm of of the father as well and i think that's where a lot of young uh fathers uh struggle with the most because they've really so focused on the uh, providing and the protection that they seem to forget that there's actually uh an even equivalent or even greater part of being a father which is as I just said, the caring, the kindness, the nurturing, the love that they give. And I want to give uh, another uh, story uh, about this Uh, research. I think it might we're talking maybe 15, 20 years ago uh, where they did uh, research, a psychologist did research on uh, chimpanzees or orangutans, but it was was an ape. And they got the baby, a newborn baby, and they – Placed um, the baby with two robots. One robot was full of hair, was 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 warm from the inside, but its breast uh, didn't have any milk. And, and through that they they gave a a, a, a teat from a milk bottle to, to, to feed it. But but there was no milk. Yeah. On the other hand, the other robot was 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 tin, was cold, uh, but the breast or the nipple produced milk, and the baby got to choose between the two types of, of, of mother in this situation. And what do you think was the result of uh, this this research?
0: I would have thought that they would have chosen the warm mother, the, the warm robot. Absolutely. And that's
1: yeah. exactly that's exactly what happened. Time after time after time, the baby chose the warm uh, and the nurturing mother, even though there was no uh, breast milk, or even there was no uh, milk to to provide it with sustenance, it chose the love and the warmth and the nurture ahead of the sustenance. Mm-hmm. And so, I just wanted to bring that up, just to show you that it, uh, these sort of soft skills, if you were like the, the words that we use in sort of our business world, the yeah. soft skills of. Uh, of empathy and care are just as vital to a growing um organism uh like like an ape or even like your own child they're just as vital as providing the the, the basics of protection and food
0: yes so this is
1: the, i just want to get this um sort of uh, in, into people's minds to say that actually e-
0: even our if even though even though a father is not necessarily capable of of breastfeeding a child the child is still going to uh seek and and yearn for that that warmth which is something a father that can definitely provide um it's it's Absolutely. irrespective if they can be, feed the child or not which is so important now um yeah. i wanted to um just clarify that we published um your article and the title of of that is thinking of starting a family here's how to prepare your parenting mindset now just really quite briefly we'll have a link through to the article of course in the show notes but for someone who hasn't read the article yet can you please tell us what it's about and of course just what inspired you to write this article
1: yes i uh, what inspired me to write this article was was uh i wrote it what uh, probably six weeks eight weeks ago i think now um and it inspired me because because my upcoming uh, daughter's 18th birthday uh which was like caused me to think uh, of how i was 18 years ago leading up to uh that period of being a father for the first time and just really accessing the the, the thoughts and the emotions leading up to it and how even though i studied pediatrics uh, and did a lot of work and and uh, paediatric wards and the, and the maternity wards uh, of hospitals around Sydney, Adelaide, uh, London, uh, and it dealt with babies. I, I mean, I must have seen 20 babies a day for years and years and years, newborn babies held them, to, even though I was as, probably as well prepared as...
0: So you were underprepared any. then. So you were quite <laughs> yeah. underprepared, were you?
1: Well, uh, yes, I, I was. And uh, it was only, and it was because of uh, of mindset. Uh, I, I didn't realise what was required as a as a as a, a new father, uh, regarding all the things we've just mentioned about. Uh, I, all I thought was I, I just needed to provide and protect. Um, so it was actually all these other what we term soft skills, uh, even though they're not soft. Uh, they're vital, uh, all these uh, skills that I probably had neglected uh, for, for a good chunk of my life uh, up until then. And it was only being a parent that I actually had to force myself into reevaluating what what these uh, skills were and what the skill, what was required or what was demanded <laughs> actually from my screaming, uh, you know, two-week-old baby <laughs> that was there, and it was completely different from what I'd thought.
0: So, so what you felt at that time is undoubtedly what a lot of f- f- fathers feel at, at that same point. So how did you then define, um, I guess, your the path to where we are here now, 18 years later to the day, uh, where you understand that um, looking at, at – opposite ends and, and, and bookends of, of of this sort of case scenario. How how have you gone from feeling like you're an underprepared father to now understanding that it is all about having a parenting mindset to be able to help support uh I guess the the father's sort of mental well being and, and sense of um of of, of, of this place I guess in, in the child's life and 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 to where you are today. I'd love to know a little bit more about that.
1: Yes, I I, I think the overwhelming uh, uh, emotion is helplessness um, as a as a father, and that 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 can be quite overwhelming uh, for for a lot of people, and that's what I had to learn to overcome was a sense of helplessness when when the when when the when the child is screaming, uh, it you know it's being fed. You know, uh, it's 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 clean. It's uh, it's nappy is is changed. It's it's wrapped up nice and warm. And every everything that you've done absolutely has no difference on this screaming little monster that's there in front of you. <laughs> that you just want to go. Oh my goodness! Well, what else do I need to do? Um,
0: and so, how, so does, I, <laughs> how does the right parenting mindset then change that's that particular case scenario then?
1: Yes, because and that's what I had to learn uh, through through experience. In that, even though I can do everything that's required of me, what what is the most thing that is required? This this, this child requires of me is 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 love, first and foremost, and uh, to to acknowledge that I I can't be the um, the, uh, the, the, the saviour of the moment all the time. And sometimes kids just scream even though that's what babies do. And so I had to accept that I couldn't always solve the problem. And that's part of being a protector as well. Mm. And so that's the helplessness that you have to get through as well is that no matter what you do, um, sometimes it just isn't going to be enough. And you have to accept that as a as a parent and especially as a father. Sometimes you just have to accept, okay, I have done my best. If, if you can look at yourself in the mirror and go, you know what, I did everything I could, my attitude was right during that moment, it didn't work out how I planned, but then you can give yourself um, a sort of credit, you can give yourself, you can accept that sometimes the moment isn't going to allow a, a, a peaceful resolution, if yeah. that's the word for it. And so that's why I came over time. You know, that child grows up. I mean, it happens very quickly. You know, they say, oh, my goodness, you know, suddenly like 18 years ago, my, my child now's is at, at uh, university. And I can distinctly remember uh, walking home with the pram on the very first day after hospital uh, coming, uh, you know, in, into Soho in London. We had a little flat. In, and I distinctly remember that as if it was yesterday
0: it goes but, very very quickly.
1: <laughs> yes and it happens so quickly and so what what I've learned over that time is is the three most important things that uh, I, I think a child needs and that is to feel wanted, to feel needed and to feel loved. And I think if that is the foundation with which every child can grow up with to feel wanted, to feel needed, and to feel loved, I honestly believe that that child can take on the world simply because they've got a foundation that is so strong that no matter if the world is falling around them, they fall back onto that foundation. And believe me, we all fall back onto our foundation. Yes. And if that foundation is weak, we keep falling. But if we've got that strong foundation, we know we're wanted, we know we're needed, and we know we're loved, and that starts with your family. That starts with your parenting. Then I really think that the, your child, whatever they decide to do in life, will be a success and will achieve great things simply because they know that they are uh, wanted, needed, and loved. And that and that, the number one thing of uh, uh, of humanity is to, is to be is to want to be to belong. Uh, that is one of the fundamental needs of uh, humanity. Of of a, being a human being is to belong. And if you don't if you don't feel you belong, you feel unwanted, you feel unneeded, and you feel unloved. And that if that continues over a period of time, that leads to all sorts of mental health issues. Which also leads to physical health issues down the path. So you so the best thing you can do for your child for a mental well-being and healthy well being over a period of time is is just to give them the things that they need, which is to feel needed, to feel wanted, to feel loved.
0: And um Following on from that, you've you've described in your article um, seven rules of fatherhood. Uh, Are you able maybe just to tell us a little bit more about each of them, Um, but which are your top three that resonate the most with you? Of course, we will have a link in the show notes through to the article for for everyone to to read, but I'd love to know, like you know, what what are they sort of um, generally, but what are the top three that resonate with with you?
1: Yes, and and I've got them here uh, uh, with me. Uh, Look... I think we've actually talked actually uh, about them. Uh, the, the one that we, the first one is number five, always make your child feel they uh, want to, need it and love. We, we just talked about that. That's number five on my list. And I, I think personally, for me, uh, that, that is probably my my number one, even though I didn't put it at number one. I, I put number one as you will never be 100% ready. Which is we, we've also talked about as well, but I wanted to, I want that to be number one, just to get people into that. Go, oh, all right, okay. I don't have to be one hundred percent ready. Yes, I can be ninety yeah. percent ready. Yeah. Okay, so that so we've talked about that as well. So so that was my, my my first one, and we've also talked about number two as well, which is your job is not just to help find the basics like food and shelter. It, it's to help the important things like love, affection, kindness. So we've already talked we we talked about number two as well. Uh, we, what we haven't talked about though and this is actually a big one it's number six uh, which is a bit a little bit later on in life when the child is is, is uh, maybe going to school or kindergarten or things, and that's to use their imagination i I honestly believe that your imagination is your superpower. every oh, single human being on this planet has a superpower and it's all the same We are all we all have imagination. And this world that we've created as human beings is simply because someone imagined it first. And that's the power of thought. The television didn't just materialise out of nothing. It was thought up by somebody who then helped create it. The internet just didn't happen. It was thought first. How can I have computers around the world communicating with one another? So it first starts with imagination. The man on the moon or the first person on the moon, Neil Armstrong, didn't get there because someone just said, oh, I just want to send a man to the moon. They had to put into process the imagination process of steps to get that person to the moon. So it all begins with imagination. And if we teach our children that they are creative beings, not just robots just to do a nine-to-five job every day, that they are creative and they can use this superpower based on the fact that they are wanted, needed, and loved. Well, my goodness, you've got a superhuman being right there, right there, ready to take on this world and literally go to the moon if they want to. So, yeah, so that's that's probably my 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 top, top four. Three. There we go.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, and of course, we'll have um, as mentioned before, a link through the article in the show notes. Um and You've been extremely insightful today and helpful for um, everyone watching and listening. If if you, are, I guess, were to summarise, I guess, your key messages today, what would they be?
1: Yes, look, number one, uh, attitude, um, which is mindset. Uh, get Just get your attitude right. Get your mindset right. Now, if you don't mind, if we've got a few a couple more minutes, I've got another story to tell you yeah. about the billion sisters, you know, Venus and Serena. Now, I've never personally met Serena Williams, but I've certainly read articles about them. And one article uh, where they talked about their father growing up as as children, their father, while they were practising tennis, he recognised that both of them had had amazing tennis talent. Uh, But he also realised that talent alone wasn't going to get them to be where they wanted to get to, which is top of the world uh, in, in tennis. And so they tell the story of how every time that they practice, he would only say one word to them over and over and over again, over years and years and years. And that one word was attitude. And he kept on saying to them, attitude, attitude, attitude. It's time and time again, so they realized that they had to get their attitude right first. Before they could maximize their talent. You see, the attitude comes first, the talent comes second. So get your attitude right, get your mindset right, then everything else will fall into place.
0: Yes. I totally agree. And you know, all the information that you've shared today um, is is for <laughs> um, fathers to be um, and, and dads. Are, also, I mean, they don't necessarily have to be expecting that the child can be here, of course, for them to apply yes. <laughs> whenever that they whenever they can. Um, and of course, we wish them all luck in their journey. Um, and if they had any questions and wanted to reach out to you, you did reference before, Doctor Zed, that I understand you that you run regular workshops, seminars, and presentations and courses uh, to support those who who want to make a, a positive difference through positive action. Um, so. Um, we can include links to, to all of those things in your books also as well but if if they have any questions for you other than that whereabouts can they find you
1: yes my my workshop oh my workshops my uh, my website is is my name scott or even if you just google dr z uh I, I think i've got a pretty good google presence with dr z i know there's a um <laughs> there's, a, there's a there's a game there's a video game called dr Z <laughs> as well uh, but i'm not the video game. So uh, if you you Google Dr Z or if you Google Scott Zarsenas, you will get my website. On my website, I have got some great links to. to, I've got great links to a lot of blog articles too, just like on Wikipedia as well. So, whereas my my blog articles are more mindset articles, not necessarily uh, parenting. It's all relative.
0: It's all relative, and and everything ties into what we've discussed today. So yes. Yeah. That's right,
1: and um, links to uh, upcoming workshops, and uh, as I said, personal effectiveness. I mean, that's 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 really where uh, that's really where my workshops are at the moment.
0: That's brilliant. I'm so grateful for your time today, as I'm sure everyone watching and listening is also. So we'll have all the information in the show notes, Doctor Zed. Thank you so much, and can't wait for the opportunity to chat with you again in the not too distant future. But until then, stay safe and uh, take care. Thanks again.
1: Great pleasure. Thank you, Rachel.
0: Bye. I'm Rachel Monteleone, and you've been listening to Kittypedia the podcast. You can have full access to Kittypedia by visiting our website at kiddypedia.com.au or following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We're all here to help make the world a better place for our children and for generations to come. You can start today by helping us reach other parents by going to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thank you for listening and be sure to give my love to the kids.